Act Five of The Sea Voyage by John Fletcher and Philip Massinger. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Sea Voyage, a comedy by John Fletcher and Philip Massinger. Act Five, Scene One. Enter Rosella, Clarinda, Crocale, Giulietta, Hippolyta. I am deaf to all your entreaties. She that moves me for pity or compassion to these pirates digs up her father's or her brother's tomb and spurns about their ashes. Couldst thou remember what a father thou hadst once, twould steel thy heart against all foolish pity. By his memory and the remembrance of his dear embraces, I am taught that in a noble cause revenge is noble, and they shall fall the sacrifices to appease his wandering ghost and my incensed fury. The new-come prisoner, too. He, too. Yet, that we may learn whether they are the same or near allied to those that forced me to this cruel course, better their poor allowance and permit them to meet together and confer within the distance of your ear. Perhaps they may discover something that may kill despair in me and be a means to save them from certain ruin. That shall be my charge. Yet to prevent all hope of rescue, for this new-come captain hath both a ship and men not far off from us though ignorant to find the only port that can yield entrance to our happy island guard the place strongly and ere the next sun end his diurnal progress i will be happy in my revenge or set them free exeunt enter crocale giulietta hippolyta a table furnished so serve it plentifully and lose not time to inquire the cause there is a main design that hangs upon this bounty see the table furnished with wine too that discovers secrets which tortures cannot open. Open the doors, too, of the several prisons, and give all free entrance into this room. Undiscovered, I can here mark all. Enter Tibble Master. Here's Captain Careless and the tough shipmaster. The slaves are nosed like vultures. How wild they look. Ha! The mystery of this. Some good hobgoblin rise and reveal. I'm amazed at it, nor can I sound the intent. Is not this bread, substantial bread, not painted? But take heed, you may be poisoned. I am sure I am famished, and famine, as the wise man says, gripes the guts as much as any mineral. This may be the treacle, sent to preserve me after a long fast, or be it viper's spittle. I'll run the hazard. We are all past fear. I'll take part with ye. Do. And now, if faith, how do you feel yourself? I find great ease in it. What's there? Wine, and it be thy will. Strong, lusty wine. Well, fools may talk of Mithridad, cordials, and elixirs, but from my youth this was my only physic. Here's a colour, what lady's cheek. Though serest over, comes near it. It sparkles too, hangs out diamonds. Oh, my sweetheart, how I will hug thee again and again. They are poor drunkards, and not worth thy favours. That number thy moist kisses in these crystals. But, monsieur, here are suckets and sweet dishes. Tush, boy's meat. I am past it. Here's strong food fit for men. Nectar, O oh lad, mistress of merry hearts, once more I am bold with you. Take heed, man. 
too much will breed distemper hast thou lived at sea the most part of thy life where to be sober while we have wine aboard is capital treason and dost thou preach sobriety prithee forbear we may offend in it we know not for whom it was provided i am sure for me therefore futra when i am full let em hang me i care not enter albert aminta raymond lamour morillat franville severally this has been his temper ever see provoking dishes candied oranges and potatoes i'll not touch them i will drink but not a bit on a mart i'll be an eunuch rather who are these marry who you will i keep my text here raymond albert away i'll be drunk alone keep up rogues or i'll belt ye into air not a drop here dear brother put not in your eye such anger those looks poisoned with fury shot at him reflect on me o oh, brother look milder or the crystal of his temperance will turn em on yourself sir i have sought ye long to find your pardon you have ploughed the ocean to wreak your vengeance on me for the rape of this fair virgin now our fortune guides us to meet on such hard terms that we need rather a mutual pity of our present state than to expostulate of breaches past which cannot be made up and though it be far from your power to force me to confess that i have done ye wrong or such submission failing to make my peace to vent your anger you being yourself slaved as i to others yet for your sister's sake her blessed sake in part of recompense for what she has suffered for my rash folly the contagion of my black actions catching hold upon her pure innocence i crave your mercy and wish however several motives kept us from being friends while we had hoped to live let death which we expect and cannot fly from end all contention drink up tis a good motion ratify it in wine and tis authentical when i consider the ground of our long difference and look on our not to be avoided miseries it doth beget in me i know not how a soft religious tenderness which tells me though we have many faults to answer for upon our own account our father's crimes are in us punished oh albert the course they took to leave us rich was not honest nor can that friendship last which virtue joins not when first they forced the industrious portugals from their plantations in the happy islands this is that i watch for and did omit no tyranny which men inured to spoil and mischief could inflict on the grieved sufferers when by lawless rapine they reaped the harvest which their labours sowed and not content to force em from their dwelling but laid for em at sea to ravish from em the last remainder of their wealth then then after a long pursuit each doubting other as guilty of the portugal's escape they did begin to quarrel like ill men forgive me piety that i call em so no longer love or correspondence holds than it is cemented with prey or profit then did they turn these swords they oft had bloodied with innocent gore upon their wretched selves and paid the forfeit of their cruelty shewn to sebastian and his colony by being fatal enemies to each other thence grew amintas rape and my desire to be revenged and now observe the issue as they for spoil ever forgot compassion to women 
who should be exempted from the extremities of a lawful war, we now, young able men, are fallen into the hands of women that, against the soft tenderness familiar to their sex, will show no mercy. Enter Crocale. None, unless you show us our long-lost husbands. We are those Portugal you talked of. Stay! I met upon the sea in a tall ship two Portugals, famished almost to death. Our ship by this wine, and those the rogues that stole her, left us to famish in the barren islands. Some such tale they told me, and something of a woman which I find to be my sister. Where are these men? I left them, supposing they had deluded me with forged tales in the island, where they said they had lived many years, the wretched owners of a massive treasure. The same men, and that of the fatal muck we quarrelled for. They were Portugal, you say? So they professed. They may prove such men as may save your lives, and so much I am taken with fair hope that I will hazard life to be resolved on't. How came you hither? My ship lies by the river's mouth that can convey ye to these wretched men, which you desire to see. Back to your prisons, and pray for success. If they be those which I desire to find, you are safe. If not, prepare to die tomorrow, for the world cannot redeem ye. However, we are armed for either fortune. Exit. What must become of me now that I am not dismissed? Oh, sir, I purpose to have your company. Take heed, wicked woman. I am apt to mischief now. You cannot be so unkind to her that gives you liberty. No, I shall be too kind. That's the devil's aunt. I have had store of a good wine, and when I am drunk, Juan is a lady to me, and I shall lay about me like a lord. I feel strange emotions. Avoid me, temptation. Come, sir. I'll help ye in. Exeunt. Enter Sebastian and Nicusa. What may that be that moves upon the lake? Still, it draws nearer. And now I plainly can discern it. Tis the French ship. In it a woman who seems to invite us to her. Still, she calls with signs of love to hasten to her. So lovely hope doth still appear. I feel nor age nor weakness. Though it bring death to us tis comfort, and deserves a meeting, or else fortune, tired with what we have suffered, and in it overcome, as it may be, now sets a period to our misery. Exeunt. Horrid music. Enter severally Raymond, Albert, Aminta. What dreadful sounds are these? Infernal music, fit for a bloody feast. It seems prepared to kill our courages, ere they divorce our souls and bodies. But they that fearless fall deprive them of their triumph. An altar prepared. Enter Rosilia, Clarinda, Juletta, Hippolyta, etc. See the Furies in their full trim of cruelty. Tis the last duty that I can pay to my dead lord. Set out the altar, I myself will be the priest, and boldly do those horrid rites you shake to think on. Lead these captains nearer, for they shall have the honour to fall first to my Sebastian's ashes. And now, wretches, as I am taught already that you are, and lately by your free confession, French pirates, and the sons of those I hate, even equal with the devil, hear with horror what tis invites me to this cruel course, and what you are to suffer. 
no amazons we but women of portugal that must have from you sebastian and nicusa we are they that groaned beneath your father's wrongs we are those wretched women their injuries pursued and overtook and from the sad remembrance of our losses we are taught to be cruel when we were forced from that sweet air we breathed in by their rapine and sought a place of being as the seas and winds conspired with their ill purposes to load us with afflictions in a storm that fell upon us the two ships that brought us to seek new fortunes in an unknown world were severed the one bore all the able men our treasure and our jewels in the other we women were embarked and fell upon after long tossing in the troubled main this pleasant island but in few months the men that did conduct us hither died we long before had given our husbands lost remembering what we had suffered by the french we took a solemn oath never to admit the cursed society of men necessity taught us those arts not usual to our sex and the fertile earth yielding abundance to us we did resolve thus shaped like amazons to end our lives but when you arrived here and brought as presents to us our own jewels those which were born in the other ship how can ye hope to scape our vengeance it boots not then to swear our innocence or that we never forced it from the owners or that there are a remnant of that rack and not far off all you affirm i know is but to win time therefore prepare your throats the world shall not redeem ye and that your cries may find no entrance to our ears to move pity in any bid loud music sound their fatal knells if ye have prayers use them quickly to any power will own ye but ha enter crocale sebastian nicusa tybalt who are these what spectacles of misfortune why are their looks so full of joy and wonder Oh, lay by these instruments of death, and welcome to your arms what you durst never hope to embrace. This is Sebastian, this Nicusa, madam, preserved by miracle. Look up, dear sir, and know your own Rosella. Be not lost in wonder and amazement, or if nature can by instinct instruct you what it is to be blessed with the name of Father. Freely enjoy it in this fair virgin. Through my miseries, and many years of want, I have endured may well deprive me of the memory of all the joys past. Yet looking on this building, this ruined building of a heavenly form, in my Rosala, I must remember, I am Sebastian. Oh, my joys! And here I see a perfect model of thyself, as thou wert when thou choice first made thee mine. These cheeks and fronts, though wrinkled now with time, which art cannot restore, had equal pureness of natural white and red, and as much ravishing which by fair order and succession I see descend on her, and may thy virtues wind into her form, and make her a perfect hour. No part of thy sweet goodness wanting to her. I will not now, Rosilla, ask thy fortunes, nor trouble thee with hearing mine. Those shall hereafter serve to make glad hours. In their relation, all past wrongs forgotten. I'm glad to see you, gentlemen, but most that it is in my power to save your lives. You saved ours when we were near starved at sea, and I despair not, for if she be mine, Rosilla can deny Sebastian nothing. She does give up herself, her power and joys and all to you, to be discharged of them as too burthensome, welcome in any shape. Sir, in your looks I read your suit of my Lorinda. She is yours, and lady, if it be in me to confirm your hopes in this brave gentleman, presume I am your servant. 
We thank thee, sir. Oh, happy hour. Oh, my dear Aminta, now all our fears are ended. Here I fix. She's metal. Steel to the back, and will cut my leaden dagger, if not used with discretion. You are still no changeling. Nay, all look cheerfully, for none shall be denied their lawful wishes. When a while we have here refreshed ourselves, we'll return to our several homes. And well, that voyage ends, which makes of deadly enemies faithful friends. Exeunt. End of Act 5. End of The Sea Voyage by John Fletcher and Philip Massinger.